You're listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast. For more on Screening in Kingston, more episodes, info about our movie clubs, and a lot more fun movie content, visit screeningandkingston.com. I don't know where to begin, actually, this week, Taylor. Um, there's there's a lot here. Uh, in Lots addition to attack. Th- there is because in addition to you reviewing a movie, a weird uh, one, a weird one, yeah. Very. Uh, listen, that trailer <laughs> was just some of the. We- I I I don't even know what this movie is that you're reviewing. I looked at it to watch, and I just don't. I don't really. I don't really get it. Like I I think I get the plot, but I'm like, this is odd. So we'll uh, we'll discuss that. So there's that. Yep. <laughs> We've got details on the strike and that it was actually it was ratified. So the strike's over effectively. Also, Taylor, it's only a three year deal. Wow, that's brutal. Yeah. <laughs> so it expires. <laughs> Don't movies expires. take some movies take longer than three years to make. That's correct. Yes. So it expires <laughs> June third, twenty twenty six. Someone could be making a movie. Well, I guess that's what always happens when they go on strike. But I just mean like you could literally start a A movie movie now now, (laughs) and and not be done. (laughs) Yeah. By the time they have to renegotiate. That's brutal. Yeah. 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 So that was that was interesting. But but I've got some uh, details on on the deal. So I thought we could talk about that to kind of round out our discussion on that. Um, I saw a movie with every intention to review it. But I'm not going to review it, and we need to talk about why. And I'm done. So I can't that. wait. Uh, well, this it has to do, it has 100 percent to do with you, actually. Oh. So we'll we'll discuss. Now I'm extra excited. Well, you'll have or to wait. Scared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you'll find out. Um, and then uh, and then on top of that, we have a couple more fan questions to kind of wrap up from from previous ones some that are are again i lost track of like timing on everything of course but a lot of like response to our wonka conversation so i think these questions mm. came in after our call for fan questions so i think we're mm. starting to get in new ones but they there's definitely some thoughts on wonka here <laughs> now has anyone seen this movie like it's not out yet is it no no okay so this is all still not that i i i just saw december 15th so we'll be out by the time of this episode. I thought that was in the States. Like I thought Canada was getting it later. But maybe. Oh, I that know. could be true. Because I was waiting for a pizza in the car with George. And while well, Dan went into the store. Like a, a very good husband. And somehow I ended up on the second Wonka trailer. Through the Warner Brothers website. <laughs> and it said December 15th. But that that probably was an American date. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I—that's all I know. I don't know. Yeah, sometimes we get movies at the same time as the U.S. Sometimes we don't for various reasons. But yeah, so it's it's coming out. But okay, so it's still conjecture at this point because sometimes yeah. people word things as if they've already seen it. <laughs> They're the authority on Wonka. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think like you've seen this movie. So we got that. Like, we've got so much to talk about today. I I don't really know where to begin. I well, why I don't think... we begin with fan questions? We could. I suppose that's a good way to a good place to start. Okay, Normally, but that's, we historically that's where we start. That's yes, I know, but we have to. We can't spend 
25 minutes on Willy Wonka today. Got it. Like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm cutting us off from You're the Wonka. putting your producer hat on. Yes. We can't, we just can't do it. We can't I'll sit hold- here and talk about Wonka for 25 minutes. I will restrain myself. I will try to answer these questions with uh, brevity, right? Brevity is when you're short or is brevity when you're long? I don't know. Whatever the short one is, I <laughs> will try to be concise. You will be, you'll be that one, yeah. Um, okay, so let's let's begin right there. Uh, let's dive into some Willy Wonka fan questions. Um, so this it. first question comes from Christine, who I'm pretty sure also wrote in before, so this might be cheating. Um, so Christine wants to know, okay, we got to talk more about Wonka and what's going on with the Oompa Loompas. I'm a little confused. Are all the Oompa Loompas CGI? Are they all CGI actors that are being digitally made to look short and obviously look like an Oompa Loompa? What is going on here? Do we have any information on this? I don't feel like we've talked about this as much. Everyone only wants to talk about Timothy Chalamet. We've talked about it. (laughs) We have talked about it, so this might be a delayed question. We talked about it at length, I think, last last week. Um, As far as I can tell from the trailer, and this is literally going just on trailer, I think the only Oompa Loompa is Hugh Grant. There are no other Oompa Loompas? As far as I can tell from the trailer. And it does make sense because this is a prequel. Like, this is explaining how he got his chocolate factory. So, like, he doesn't need the Oompa Loompas yet. Yeah. Also, like in the book, he gets the Oompa Loompas because um, he used to have human workers and then the human workers leaked his, some of his recipes to his competitors. And he thought, well, that's not good. So he like traveled the world to find other workers and that's how he found the Oompa Loompas. So clearly this uh, this prequel is going off script. Here we go. Mike, I said I would be short with my answers, but I am rich in Oompa Loompa lore. You are, and yeah, you're I going right strong, into the lore here. <laughs> I have strong feelings about it. But anyways, whew, okay, shh, recenter. Well, Back I think... Back to the question. Well, yes, I mean, I think it could still make sense that he doesn't... Like, he just, just finds one. out... Yeah, they find, he finds out they exist this movie. Yeah, and but that's why there's only one. Yeah. And at, maybe at the end of the movie, we see multiple Oompa Loompas. But yeah. yeah. But it yeah. does seem like, I mean, that's what they're going for, right? Like, they're CGIing. Uh, yeah, they look horrible. Him. Hugh Grant looks horrible. <laughs> no, it doesn't look good. And I'm not, I'm still not 100% sure why <laughs> or, like, what the point is to that or, like, where people stand on it or 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 what. But... It, it to me visually it's a really like it's a bold decision anyway because cgi doesn't always work like that uncanny valley effect happens on human beings all the time like i've honestly seen it really work really well like a handful of times where you're like yeah this is somewhat believable like, but it's, it's normal believable. it's normally when it's you can't recognize the actor like Gollum. yeah like Gollum doesn't look like the actor who played him yeah planet of the apes um not cats not cats thanos (laughs) and the avengers movies like they they do do a good job where it's like okay this you you believe it enough but you're right when it's a face we recognize or it's it's trying to be too much like a human face because that's the other thing we just that that's a similarity between Gollum, thanos um and and apes they're not human beings so i think we 
I don't, maybe there are imperfections, but we either it's forgive suspension it or we of don't. disbelief. Yeah, or we don't like we don't really notice as much. But we like I think we see human being faces on a day to day basis. And we're like, that's an orange many... Hugh Grant. Yeah, exactly. Like it doesn't. <laughs> to me, it to me it doesn't work. I will always reserve my judgment till apparently I see this. I mean, we're clearly seeing it and reviewing it. Like the, <laughs> this, the, there's too much talk about this. We're going to have to Taylor. You're going to have to figure out a way to get out there again to the movie theater and check oh, out uh, for Wonka. Wonka. <laughs> of, of I Wonka. saw just to, before we get the next question. It has it already has um, a percentage on Rotten Tomatoes. So again, yes, I don't know how critics from... critics have started to see it and review it. Like the whatever that's called, there's a there's a phrase for it. Pre-screening, or something. yeah, yeah, and and you're not allowed to talk about it till a certain time. But the pre-screenings have already happened, and now whatever that is, it's what it's called something and well, it's dropped. So you're allowed to talk about it now, and they, their reviews are coming out. It's like eighty five percent, which is not as high based on that article I read out loud, read to the audience last week where the one was like, it's the best Christmas movie, blah, 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 blah. I was expecting like, oh, it's going to be like 96. It's 85, which is like certified um, fresh by their metrics. But like, I don't know. That's not that great. No. And I think, I think as the audiences start to go up, that's where you kind of look at a more, to me, it's a more like the scores a little bit more authentic to me it'll be either higher or lower whatever just because your audience gets out there they get a chance to see it that's really who these these movies are for critics some critics are good some hit or miss like it it depends the thing about movie critics is they are kind of like you and me taylor they just see a lot of movies so i do trust some critics because it's like well you're you're out here seeing a lot so you kind of get a sense of what's good and what isn't but like every other human on the planet a movie critic has things they like and don't like. So certain critics who who they who movie theaters know or movie studios know like this kind of movie will be the ones who are invited first. They get the first crack. So they know they'll get at least or have a better chance of getting a positive review. You see that happen all the time with movies. So I don't know how much we can trust the reviews until we see it. But I am I'm interested enough <laughs> to to go out and see it and see what this is. I just I don't have high hopes, but We'll see. We do have another Wonka question that's okay. connected. So um, this this question here came through our website. Um, and this says, okay, I want to talk about Timothy Chalamet a little bit more. I understand where both of you are coming from about the way he generally is in roles we've seen him in before. But to bring up something you've talked about on your show many times, is it not the mark of a good actor to be able to play different roles? Isn't Timothy Chalamet good enough that it's interesting to see if he'll work in this role? I can understand being skeptical, but I still think from the footage we've seen, we just haven't seen enough to know whether or not he's going to be good. (laughs) Do you think you can keep your mind open enough to accept a good performance from him? Very similar to last week's question. Can is there not room in my heart? Yes. For Timothy Chalamet. I mean, yeah, I would say I would say I'm open minded enough to go and see. And generally, I don't let my preconceptions uh, interrupt what I think about a movie. I will say from the trail of footage I've seen and the lines I've seen him spoke, it doesn't work for me yet. But yes, that is less than two percent of the movie (laughs) that that I've seen. So, yes, I'm very open to being wrong on that. But it does seem like odd casting. Um, but hey, I don't disagree. 
I think the mark of a good actor is the ability to play something that's unlike yourself. I know there's a line there. There's a lot of issues around certain things. But I think as a good general rule, most actors who can play roles that are different than them, they're they're a, a good actor and they should have that opportunity. At the end of the day, we're going to see what what he's like in that role. A lot of fans, a lot of Timothy Chalamet fans here. Hey, and I'm I am a I'm a fan as well. I think there you can have a great actor and it still can be a miscast. Yep. Um, but I I agree with the the person writing in. You know, the mark of a good actor is playing different roles. But I'm with you, Mike. Like what I saw in the trailer, just really, I was like, that's not good acting. <laughs> And I know he's better than that. I think, it seems awkward. It, it just seems seem awkward. awkward. It seems corny. Um, it seems like almost campy, which isn't always a bad thing. Um, I will try to keep an open mind. I just like I just don't think what I saw in the trailer did not impress me. I'll put it that way. And I'll just say it again. I think you can be the best actor in the world and just not be right for a role. Yeah. And that I that is what my suspicion is for this movie, but I will try to keep an open mind. I will try to keep room in my heart for Wonka. Me too. This Christmas I will, I, Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And I've decided, so I, I'm obviously I'll be seeing Wonka, but Taylor, I know this kind of harpens back to our conversation last week. I found my Christmas movie, the movie that I'm going to go see alone during the week of Christmas. Wonka? I, I found it. No, it's not Wonka. Oh. Wonka, Wonka I'm going to go regular and review it. But it's one that I probably won't review, and I'm just going. It's the the uh, Aquaman movie I didn't know was coming out. Oh, I there's have no second, idea. Yeah, there's I a had... second Aquaman movie. <laughs> oh, well, I knew I knew there was a second second Aquaman movie because of all the drama around um, Amber Heard. Amber Heard. So she's in it. <laughs> she's, I saw her in the trailer. <laughs> I was, was like, "That's her." <laughs> there's controversy that she, her she was going to be cut. Um, you know, weird. It got brought up in the court trial of Johnny Depp's divorce I don't know or slander suit um so and I Jason know, Momoa did not want her in the movie yeah, <laughs> like he, apparently, the yeah. he apparently like dressed up as Johnny Depp on set to yeah. like intimidate her anyway so that's the, literally the only reason why I know that there's a second one because of all the drama but I had no idea it was coming out in December Christmas. I guess like yeah. it had to come out eventually yeah December 20th I think so it's perfect like I can see it yeah after that's the a good 25th. one it's perfect no one, no one no, no one's one gonna want to go with that. me no one's gonna want to go with me so I can just go alone and watch this disaster and it's really interesting because when I, I was reminded of this because I when I saw the movie that I saw this past week to review that I'm not reviewing I saw the trailer and I sort of thought like oh yeah that I'll go see this no one cares about this movie. And Jason Momoa you know doesn't else? even want you to see it. No, you know who else is in it? Uh Patrick Wilson from from The Conjuring. Oh. Ed Warren himself. <laughs> yeah. He who plays I forgot he plays Aquaman's brother. Like he's the main villain in the first oh. movie. And he's back in this one. Um, he's Jason Momoa's brother. Yeah, yeah. And like Taylor, it was so weird because I didn't recognize him at first because basically basically, okay, here's the story. He's in prison because he, of his actions in the first movie, but it looks like he's going to have to team up with Jason Momoa in this one. And oh, yeah. so the first shot- Kind of, of a Loki Thor situation. Exactly, 100%. And the first thought, thought yeah, shot of him in the trailer is him coming out of the jail, so whatever. And obviously like his hair is matted and like long beard and whatever. And he doesn't have a shirt on. 
and he's like chiseled. And I'm like, who's this guy? And then like five minutes later, you see him like clean shaven and he, and like with a shirt and like, Ed Warren? Patrick Wilson, like Ed Warren, like he, he must've worked out so much to be in this Lorraine? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, what? He probably was like, I'm playing Jason Momoa's brother. I gotta, I gotta hit the gym. And my shirt's <laughs> off. I better. Yeah. yeah. Cause like, I wonder from the first movie, he was wearing this, like, like, I don't think he had to do because he was wearing this like suit thing right the and they can see so, like, muscles think, and everything yeah exactly and like i don't think he they or them or him cared and that was like earlier and like he was doing the conjuring movies at the time but for this movie you're like you took time you were I'm, worried about how you would look and you went to the gym <laughs> i wonder if contractually he was like well there's gonna be a second one and i want my I better, shirt off in this one yeah so I, better. I better get going yeah maybe it was him he put that in there yeah he's like i'm getting ripped and my shirt is off let's I do just, it i couldn't believe it. i'm like oh yeah i forgot he was aquaman's brother i had no idea and, i had which, no idea yeah, he was a big character first- yeah he, he was the villain in the first movie yeah and now he's back <laughs> for movie two back and better than ever yeah it's very funny um so than ever, i should say uh, we'll see aquaman that's my movie um okay uh time for one more fan question here um speaking of uh movie trailers i heard your conversation about the mean girls movie trailer i was just wondering if you feel strongly or not about seeing this movie if you didn't have to review it like if you didn't for example if you didn't have a show would you both just not see this anyway because you felt like it's too early or you're happy with the other one or would you be intrigued to go if screening kingston wasn't a factor do you ever find yourself sitting here going i would never have seen this movie otherwise and that comes from Elise. Uh, there's often times where, especially in the old days where we like had to go to the theater every week because we didn't mm-hmm. even live in a world where we were like streaming movies pre-pandemic. There were times where I'm like, oh, I would not have seen this movie. You know, any, pretty much every yeah. time it's like a skip it. It's like, oh, I wouldn't have seen that movie. But in terms of the Mean Girl movie, I don't even know if it would be on my radar because... Yeah, I think I would be like everyone else, not knowing it was a musical and just being like, why are they making a new one? Yeah, I feel like I wouldn't be interested in going to it anyway, just because it was so long ago that we had Mean Girls. And that came out ish of the right time, like age wise, where it kind of made sense. Like I was not too far removed from high school. Like I still remember those things. It was funny had people in it I recognized. Yeah, this one, especially with it being a musical, my feelings on movie musicals ha- ha- is not connected to screening in Kingston. Like, I've always felt this way, that that they're bad. So I don't think I would be hugely interested. And And to be fair, prior to screening in Kingston, I was still going to see a lot of Oscar bait movies in January, February, because I used to do Oscar pools with friends and things like that. So that's always kind of been part of my life. So I don't think I would have had time. Yeah. I honestly wouldn't have just, I was not seeing new movies. I was just seeing whatever I missed in December that we in Canada don't get until January, February. So yes, new movies, but not like the new releases of that month. Yeah. I'll also say I don't have the luxury now of like just going to a movie for like quote unquote fun. Like (laughs) that sounds so, so sad, but like just because the, The people I would have gone to go, this would have been a movie where it's like Saturday night, nothing's going on. Text a friend. Hey, Emma, do you want to go see a movie? Sure. What's playing? Oh, only the Mean Girls movie. That's how I would have seen this movie in normal times. Does that make sense? Like 
you have nothing on your Saturday night. You randomly text up a friend and this is the only thing that's in the theaters. Now that friend, Emma, lives in a different city, has a baby. I have a baby. Like, it's just like I'm in a different part point in my life where this isn't a movie I can like slot easily into my life. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's kind of, it's interesting because it's kind of a double-edged sword, right? So screening Kingston, having this show has opened up a lot of things that I don't think I would have tried before. And sometimes right. for the good where I'm like, oh, I, I enjoyed this and I would never have had this opportunity to see it because I just wouldn't have tried. And then the other side, like you just explained is also true. You're seeing shows more or movies more like tactically where you're like, yeah. okay, I, I got to see this. I have to see this here. This is coming out. Like I'm trying because obviously you're doing more streaming. I'm trying to be the person of the two of us. Okay. What's the new movie that just opened? I'll try to see that, whatever that happens to be. So that sometimes gets me in the theater, especially this summer with movies that I don't think I would have watched otherwise. <laughs> so totally. Um, there you go. Those are our fan questions for this week. Thank you to everyone who's been writing in for fan questions. Just remember, go to screeningandkingston.com or email us screeningandkingston at gmail.com. We're always happy to answer your questions. Even if you disagree with us, we'll read it anyway. It's always fun. Um, shall we dive into some uh, strike news? Yes. Do that? And I have not been following this since it's since it was right before ratification. Like I, yeah. I haven't been following this, so this is all on you, and you will get my hot takes. My uninformed, bad hot takes. Well, I, I will say, up until this was ratified, there was a chance it wasn't going to be. Because the the union kind of, you know, has representatives who are negotiating, like in any union. They reach a tentative deal, but then your membership has to vote. And a lot of membership, I guess, was kind of concerned about still the um, AI portion. Right. Um, which yeah, too. We'll talk about that and what's kind of in the deal. I just have some some Coles notes here. There's obviously a lot more in this deal, but I just tried to grab the most significant things. Um, one thing that's really interesting that of all the members of SAG-AFTRA who had to ratify the contract, seventy eight of them, seventy eight percent were in favor. So seventy eight percent of of the people who voted were in favor, and the union said about thirty eight percent of of members didn't even show up to vote. So of the yeah, 72% who voted, 70 whatever percent were, were pretty good, which is, I guess, fine. I, I would think that when you're ratifying a vote like this, to have only 78% voting in favor is a little low, personally, but I don't know. I don't know what like is standard for that. Um, okay, so let's get into what this deal has. So there's a lot of different things but I just grabbed some of the, the more interesting uh, ones. So first of all, the, the minimum pay increase. So there's a minimum pay increase for each of the three years of the deal. So this first year for non-background actors, 7% increase for actors in year one, 4% increase in year two, and 3.5% increase in year three. Taylor, it's important to note that 2% is standard in most industries to increase per year anyway, because of inflation. So and have they just have they not been increasing? Is that one of the So they have been, but it's been a, it has been a lot lower and it usually is part of all their contracts is what kind of percentage are they increasing from? So 
this is perceived as a win. So I also have what they asked for, so we can kind of see. So they asked for 11% in the first year and got 7%. They asked for 4% in the second year and got 4%. They asked for 4% in the third year and got 3.5%. So not like hugely off the numbers. The first year obviously is the biggest dip. They wanted 11% pay increase. They got 7%. So okay. go. this is all for 7%. Anyway, so for background actors, it's, a seven, it's an 11% increase for year one. 4% for year two and 3.5 for year three. So that's at least good, I think. Background actors getting an 11% pay increase, bumping up some of the least paid actors. I'm a fan of that. So that's pretty good. Yeah, agreed. That seems like a good win. That's a, yes, I would I would say that that's a win. Okay. So that that's in terms of the, the, what people are being kind of paid. So then there was obviously things about AI. There was things about auditioning, things like that. So here's some other things in there. So in terms of streaming residuals, basically what the deal is, is based on residuals increased, that's based on the number of subscribers. So you're going to get a bit of a, there's a mathematical system based on the number of new subscribers, there'll be a percentage increase that goes to actors uh, as opposed to just the studio or the producing body. So actors will get a little bit more when subscribers start to increase on a platform that has their movie or TV show. So that's pretty good. Sharing sharing some subscribers. Sorry, it's not based increase. on views, though. It's based on subscribers. It, there's more. <laughs> that's okay. just bonus one. That's <laughs> that like, is not like, that doesn't make sense. Right. <laughs> that's point one. Okay. Got it. Point, Got point, it. point two, streaming bonus for shows watched by 20% of a streamer's domestic subscribers in the first 90 days will also get a bonus. So you get a bonus if 20% of subscribers in the first 90 days of something being added, if they 20% watch, you're going to get a bonus as well. So that's the second bonus that you get. Next bonus is equal to 100% of the actors' remaining residuals that are due. So let's say you sign a contract, right? And you have residuals in that contract for sales on this, that, and the other. Well, you're also going to get residuals on streaming based on 100% of what you signed in non-streaming areas. So that's things like, oh, you've got residuals for DVD sales. Well, now they're going to apply that to streaming. I will okay. say that that point, Taylor, only affects the people making millions of dollars anyway, though. Background actors you, aren't going to get a slice of the pie? Not for that, no. They will get a slice of the pie for other areas, but not that specific one because background actors are generally not given, from what I saw, those kinds of contracts. Anyways. Where you get like, yeah, it's usually like, oh, Robert Downey Jr. gets 5% of all sales of Iron Man toys. Well, he'll get a hundred, he'll get 5% again in streaming for something equivalent, whatever Got that it. happens to be. Okay. Then 75% of, a, of the bonus that goes to actors and then 25%. So they're going to split up all the bonuses, right? Let's say you have a pile of a hundred percent, 75 will go to those actors, 75% right away, but 25% of your bonus gets put into a fund that is going to be governed by your union that gets distributed to other actors on streaming platforms who might not get as much money as you. So that seems you get fair. A, that's yeah. To me, that's another fair point where it's like, okay, 75% goes to you, but just like in union, it's like, years, um, we're going to take tips collected by the waitresses goes into a pool and then it kicks back to the kitchen at the end of the night. Yeah. It's making sure that everyone gets a little bit, which is nice. Um, but there is no shows, movies are different, but no shows that are going to be grandfathered in under the old system. Brutal. So no shows will be grandfathered in under the old system. 
So this um, is only but, if new shows get added to a streaming service. Yeah, like it'll be new shows, new movies, anything from this point forward in the next three years. One of the things I read was the reason why they signed a three-year deal was to try all these things out. Right. But to not be locked in for long term. So we'll see. That makes sense. I forgot that there was like so much new stuff, if that makes sense. Like it's not just like, oh, bumping your pay. It's like we're literally, this streaming stuff didn't exist. Yeah. So Um, that makes sense. also, there's a, one of the, the issues around uh, self-tapes for auditions, being able oh, yeah. to submit tapes for auditions. So it's been basically approved that you can now submit self-tapes for auditions. There are some rules and limitations around it, um, things such as page limits that you don't have to memorize it, that you can't request that an actor memorizes it. There's a 48-hour turnaround time, um, which excludes weekends and holidays to make sure that you've you've you have 48 hours to send in your audition they have 48 hours to respond to you and view it so you view it kind of right away producers must allow for zoom or in-person auditions at a time of the producers choosing first come first serve so a producer can basically say hey i'm going to open up blank amount of zoom spots you can sign up for it here and then otherwise it's in-person auditions over here so kind of like a mix of, of the two so that's in there as well um on performance capture. So this was another big one. Performance capture, motion capture. This is like Gollum stuff. Gollum. Again, Gollum back to stuff, Gollum. Yes. When they back put on the green Gollum. suit. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so basically, they've, they've changed things where I guess before a lot of motion capture and performance capture stuff was not being considered. They weren't being considered actors. They were being huh. considered other types of contracted positions. Like voice acting? No, it's not not because voice acting is still considered in in a different thing as acting. This was considered just like you're contracting someone else and union dues don't matter and minimums don't matter and you just negotiate with the person. Even if it's like a super famous person doing it? That's what it says. That's what it said it was before. But now, now they're going to be officially recognized as a performer. So basically there's two categories here. Performance capture actors who are given direction on a project by some kind of director are now recognized as eligible actors. So this is someone who's like actually acting in a movie like Gollum. He's now considered an actor under contract. That's wild that before it wasn't. Exactly. I can get if it was like just, well, even if it's just a different voice, but the person's like prowling around the set. So that's that's different. Is that not acting? Yeah, technically, yes. But now they've got a second thing where motion capture, whereas work not directed that's captured for motion references only, like background, things like that, they're still not considered or recognized. You have to be receiving direction from someone in order for it to count. So Gollum would count. The Apes and Planet of the Apes would count. People who are receiving direction that are part of the story. Background stuff, things for references, um, someone who comes in to stand in just to have a place with all the dots on them, whatever that's not going to be recognized. That's still going to be under crew con- contracts, those types of positions. But that if is... you are, you know, if you're receiving direction, you're an actor. That's one of the wildest things that's come out of this was that motion caption people weren't actors. That's so wild to me. Yeah. And then the last thing I read about it was just there were some rules around, new rules around equity in the workplace. Things like, making sure you have a stunt coordinator or you at least make an attempt 
to find a stunt coordinator that matches the performer who they're doing stunts for, age, gender, race, etc. Um, things in there like producers will now be open to listening to actors about intimacy, directors, and things like that to make people more comfortable on kind of set. like HR stuff, I guess. Yeah, more more HR things that I guess weren't there before, but now as kind of the world changes, that's what we're trying to kind of make a safer, more comfortable environment. So there's a bunch of different things like that um, in there as well, which are all being uh, ratified and, and part of the deal. Um, again, the interesting things to me are like the motion capture stuff's interesting. The fact that like the last thing was about the CGI or sorry, about AI. So AI, basically all it says, Taylor, is they're going to open discussions in the next three years about it. That's the only thing. So that's it's not, it, um, that is wild that the studios were like, we want AI so bad. We're going to talk about it basically. And the actors want it, don't want it, but we're desperate for a pay raise. They were like, we're, that obviously was the sticking point. You know what I mean? The official wording here is various proposals covering the use of digital actors, digital background actors, synthetic performers, and digital alterations will be discussed and reviewed over the next three years. Agreements will begin these discussions around AI six months prior to the next expiration. So basically they will, six months prior to the contract, start negotiating about it to try to avoid, you know, give them the time to, to have a real conversation about it. But that's basically all they've agreed to is we're going to learn more about the technology over the next three years. We're going to have discussions and proposals. We'll review it six months before our agreement expires. The studio is chomping to the bit. They want to replace us with robots more than anything. Well, it's cheaper. <laughs> the idea. <laughs> the, the idea. But again, like I think, I think, it's a larger discussion because there's there's ways that AI I'm sure will be helpful in the future. And there's ways that it's probably not necessary to, to have AI. The thing about AI, Taylor, it stands for obviously artificial intelligence, but it's neither artificial nor intelligence because you need to input data for it to do anything. It can't do things on its own. You have to input data. So that's, to me, that's not the definition of of artificial or intelligence because an organic being has to tell it to generate or do something. So I, again, I think, I think it's just, it's such a complicated new technology that I, I think there's, that's why there's ways you can still have input and be involved as a creator, just like we found with motion capture, performance capture artists, where the fact that they weren't recognized as actors is ridiculous, but you're, you're telling me that Gollum, didn't have huge inputs from the actor playing him, right? Like Gollum doesn't yeah. exist without Andy Serkis. So I think it's a bigger discussion to be had. But to me, artificial intelligence is neither artificial nor intelligence. I'm still curious to see how things are going to go in terms of how the studios want to copyright actors' likenesses in order to then use like digitally later, which I assume that's like was part of the shelved conversations. Do you remember that? Like that was a big thing about how um, they pay you like a hundred dollars, scan your face. And now they can use that in, in, what's the imperpetuity? Anyway, (laughs) forever. Um, (laughs) That 
is like so creepy to me that I don't yeah, like it I all. Agree. And I, I don't, agree. I, yeah. yeah, even, even how AI will do like, oh, listen to this new um, Elvis song, or this is an Elvis cover of a new, new song. And it's just AI. Like, that's so weird. I don't know. I just find it creepy. I know some people are like, Taylor, get with the times. This is progress, <laughs> but uh, it doesn't sit right with me. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see what happens three years from now with all of this new, new digital technology. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm with you on that. I think there needs to be regulations, especially around somebody passing away and what happens to, to me. Their... It's exploitation because yeah. you're yeah. literally making money off of a, either an underpaid employee. Cause you know, like a background actor, for instance, mm-hmm. or um, the person's died. Like yeah. that's, <laughs> let's drag out this corpse. Yeah. Ugh. No, I, I agree. And I think, I think it is good to see at least in this agreement, like, okay, we're going to take the time to talk about these proposals and use, and we're going to start putting it into the next contract. And we're starting six months before. So it's not like a yeah. month before the contract ends, you start negotiating this big time. And you know, there's going to be another strike. Oh yes, I just think it's a good thing that they decided. Hey, we're gonna take no, gonna definitely take our to time avoid. Yeah, to avoid this issue because three years is not a long time. No, I wonder what's typical of other industries. I feel like three years is short for a contract, but yeah, maybe I'm I thought polluted. five five years is kind of the standard. But yeah, I don't know for sure. There you go. So that's our that's our strike update. Cool. We'll see. We'll see where things go from here. But hey, the actors are back. They're doing things. Um, okay, Taylor, I want to talk about the movie I'm not reviewing. Go for it. Um, so I I went and saw Napoleon. Ooh, are you saying that I have to see it and we have to discuss it? Is that why you're not going to review it? Is correct. <laughs> there is absolutely no way at all I'm talking about this movie without someone else. That has seen it to talk about it. Apparently it's, it's quite it's comedic. That, I I don't know what you want me to say. Like I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Like uh, for you, I don't know what spoiling or giving away or what you want to know going into it. So well, let's I don't even save know it. We'll save it for um we'll save it for another day. We'll put a pin in yes. it. But I'm yes. curious, do we you think I'm going to like it, or is it just because you want to discuss it with me? Like, is this a Taylor movie or you just are dying to discuss it with another human being? I am dying to discuss it. Um, I don't know how you will feel about this movie. Okay. Um, I don't know how I feel about this movie. I think it's an Apple production. It is. So I'll I'll hold on to that subscription. Yes. I don't know now. I don't know what the deal is. O- often with these like Apple production things, they're in theaters for a short period of time and it goes right to streaming. Yep. Like there's a deal. I know that happened to to other movies this year, so I'm sure it'll come to you soon. It's not like we're gonna have to put a pin in this for like months. I- I'm sure it's gonna get to you sooner than that. But I, as I was watching this movie and especially kind of reflecting upon it after, I thought, well. I, I feel like this conversation is a lot easier with someone who's seen the movie and we can address and talk about the various elements of it. Totally. Um, and it's definitely, it's worth talking about. I won't say whether or not that's positive or negative, that it's, the movie is just simply worth talking about. And there's a lot to really look at, including tone, 
and genre and look and feel the movie. Like it goes beyond just, oh, was it a good story? And was it a good movie? Were they good performances? This movie goes beyond that in terms of things that are worth discussing as to what was on purpose and what wasn't. So I'm really looking forward to discussing it with you and having you see this movie. It's on my list of to sees. I really do want to see this one. Is it four hours? Two and a half, just under two okay. and a half. Okay, that's not, that, it's not as bad as I thought it was Yeah, be. it's like a regular long movie. <laughs> no, I, yeah. not like a long, long movie. Is that excessive? Like, I think it's like, yeah, it's like two hours and 26 minutes or something. Like, it's not. It was no Killers of the Flower Moon. No, 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 no. It's over an hour less than that. And it does move in a way that, you know, it, it spans a long period of time without yeah. without having to linger too long. But like, okay, we're going to show you this historic event and this thing and this thing and this thing. Like, obviously the point is Napoleon, right? Like that, we all know, like the, the, the movie's about- It's a biopic. Yeah, it's, it's more bio than it is, you know, war and action stuff. But it gives, it, you know, it does move in that direction saying, okay, we're, we'll stay here for 10 or 15 minutes. But that helps with the, the, I would at least say the pace of the movie, because you're not really lingering in one area too, too long. You've moved on and you see the progression of his life. Cool. Well, I'm um, I'm looking forward to reviewing. Maybe this will be uh, because you're dying to talk to me about it, like with another person. Maybe we'll give fair warning, light spoilers. Do you do you feel like yes. it's it's a light spoiler worthy episode? I would I would agree, and also because I don't think it's the type of movie that really it's a biopic, whatever, right? Yeah, like, that, it's on Wikipedia. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if there's much you could spoil in this one and also i don't think it's that type of movie like i i wouldn't say there are twists and turns right like there's nothing to sort of solve i would say it's it's relatively straightforward in that way so i think light spoilers makes a lot of sense just to warn people if you want don't want to know anything we're probably going to get into light spoilers it's also history um Though I don't know if you've seen all, any of the things like the articles and stuff out there where the director Ridley Scott was basically saying, I don't care what historians think. This is a movie, not a history book. Yeah. So I don't know how accurate the movie is, but he's basically he's coming out and saying, I don't care about accuracy, <laughs> which is that's, interesting. I mean, that's always the debate. We can get into it when we review the movie. Like, it's not a documentary, you know what I mean? Like, you can take no, historical no. license. And I think I would hope, although, as we talked about with Les Mis, when people thought that it was going to be a historical movie and it turned out to be a musical, and they were surprised, um, yes. <laughs> I would hope that in the year of our Lord, 2023, people realize that historical biopics are not documentaries. That there will be errors. But I, I don't know. What are you going to do? People are just silly. Yeah, and I think knowing that that going into it you can kind of decide for yourself whether or not that's good or bad who's an expert i mean i there's actually a lot of older gentlemen that are napoleonic era experts quote unquote but like what general person is well versed enough in napoleon history to be like that's an error that hat should have three corners not two i will tell you that did you? You were no, no, able to? No, 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 oh. no, no. When when someone when someone I saw at the theater. So oh, as as I was leaving the theater, um, you know, you stop, use the washrooms, maybe, right? But you stop for a second. There, there, there was this guy, guy and gal who passed me, and he was like talking to her, and he definitely sounded like one of those guys. Knew, 
a lot about Napoleon. <laughs> how, old, how old do you think he was? Because like I think of like my dad would probably No, he was like in his twenties. Like he oh. was definitely younger than me. Not like On I a would date, say not, maybe. Maybe. I would say not in university. Like maybe he's like mid twenties. Right. But he was definitely like, yeah, maybe on a date trying to be Talking impressive. her ear off and she's but like, it was, whatever. She was definitely like looking at him and listening but i don't know how much she cared right. but I, it made me what he was saying which i won't i will say what he said to when we review it because it right. is kind of about it i looked up because because i heard what he said and and saw and sort of listened to the conversation as as they were leaving uh and i'm like oh okay there you go fair enough <laughs> big, still big didn't napoleon ruin the movie for me. no no um so yeah we'll talk about also, napoleon once you get a chance to see it i guess we'll bring you at this up again during the episode but it's my understanding that napoleon is not necessarily a character you root for in history so like why are you you know what i mean like this guy's no. so passionate crafting <laughs> errors no. it's like, and that's sort of what's interesting about napoleon and we did talk about this a couple of episodes ago things about like his height and things that were all kind of propaganda like yeah. british propaganda that that became kind of like synonymous with who he was and he's not I, he's not the tallest human in the world, but he's not not by far the shortest. Like he's just kind of an average height yeah. person, and that's just one example of it's like, well, what's propaganda True. and what's reality? And w- talking about what this movie does with him, I think would be really interesting. Okay, well, we'll put a pin in it. Hopefully, it comes to Apple swiftly. Uh, hopefully, that's what I'm hoping, and then we can we can talk about it. Uh, in the meantime. Taylor, why don't you give us your review for May, December? May, December, a Natalie Portman and Julianne Moore vehicle. So I chose this movie, A, because it's on Netflix, so super accessible. Um, Fairly new, like I think um, uh, release date, November 17th. So like... Definitely like recently. Recently. uh, And that might have even been like the theater release date, November 17th. But anyways, it's fairly new to Netflix. And it's getting a lot of buzz around acting. Like, uh, apparently all of the performances are just absolutely stellar. So I'm going to give a little bit, it's not spoilers per se, but I am going to go into plot. Which we always end up giving a synopsis because I like mm. I like hearing synopsis of movies before I pick one. But I'm going to give a synopsis of this one um, kind of in depth because I definitely did not know this was what was I what I was going to be watching so and Mike you you saw the trailer so let me know if this matches up to what you saw in the trailer okay so Natalie Portman plays an actress which I knew and okay I'll first I'll describe what I thought the movie was going to be yeah describe what you thought it was what I thought it was going to (laughs) be Natalie Portman is playing an actress and I thought Julianne Moore was also an actress and Natalie Portman was researching a role based on Julianne Moore's character about a relationship she had with a younger man. Okay, so aside from, I didn't think Julianne Moore was also an actress, but that was okay. essentially what I thought it was, that she had some sort of, she was some person who had some sort of relationship, but with someone who was like really young. And oh. that's what this movie was going to be about. Like I some hope, sort of lifetime story or whatever. I hope this isn't like a huge spoiler and this doesn't ruin pe- it for people. But the the age gap is 
giant. So Julianne Moore was 36 when she had an affair, if you can call it an affair, with, and I shouldn't say Julianne Moore, the, the character she plays. The character, yeah. The char- the char- not Julianne Moore. It's <laughs> the character Julianne Moore plays has an affair with a 13-year-old Mike. Was that evident in the trailer? Um, no, but I did read a synopsis that told me the age. <laughs> okay. the, uh, but in the trailer, it was definitely like that, that he was young. But I think I think the trailer did say that he was in the seventh grade. Yeah, so 13. When they had this affair, yeah. So, so. the so the premise is it's like it made tabloid news in the 90s. Julianne right. Moore's character was 36. Um, it's oh, uh, the name uh, Charles Melton plays the the at the time would have been um, 13, but now now is in his 30s himself. Um, and um, now it's the you know, it's. 2015 for some reason not 2023 mm. the movie takes place in 2015 which i thought was okay. just kind of a weird odd choice interesting and, choice yeah and um hit their kid they're married now their kids are getting ready to graduate from high school and natalie portman care her character elizabeth kind of like parachutes herself her parachutes into their lives to like study them so that she can play Julianne Moore's character in a movie. Does that make sense? She's like, re- she's researching the role. Correct. And so she's following her around and like noting what she does. And yeah. That stuff. Right. Yeah. Getting, you know, like character analysis. Yeah. Right. She's one of those actors. Yeah. <laughs> really, yeah it's really, really annoying. annoying. Yeah, yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. There's like a scene at one point where the director's like, you've gone over. And she's like, I'm getting really good stuff. Like, okay, whatever. Um, yeah, it's like have a to me it would be like have a 15 minute conversation with them and then go home. Yeah, you're good. Or like read the <laughs> read the tabloids. It was in the yeah. tabloids. Yeah. So this movie, I'm not I'm trying to skim the Wikipedia page to see if I can find it. Here it is. This movie is a very loosely inspired by a true story of an mm. a, of a teacher who had an affair with a 12-year-old student who then um married him later like that's a true story so this movie is loosely based on that um and i asked my mom today i'm like do you remember hearing about that in the news and she's like oh yeah it was huge news (laughs) so um, i vaguely remember that but i don't know if that's real life or just because i've seen movies like this before right it's (laughs) and (laughs) this teacher like went to jail had their baby in jail all of that is like part of this story so anyways that's that's the first thing i want to let people know that was like, whoa, okay, so this is the movie I'm watching. Not, <laughs> it was not what I thought. Um, this is one of the, it's, this movie is hard to review because it's one of those movies, and tell me if this ever happens to you, Mike, where you're watching the movie and you're like, is this movie good <laughs> or is it not? Like, yeah, you're, you're I, watching- definitely, <laughs> definitely this happens. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I don't no (laughs) yeah you just like you don't know at all if what you're watching is brilliant or absolute stupid like schlock and terrible yeah yeah Yeah. so the movie i saw some so this was one of those movies where i had to go and look to see what people were saying about it this seems to be a critical darling and a audience flop Okay, so, it has some sort of psychologicalness to it, at least but, it seems like it. I like guess. Natalie Portman seems to kind of really adopt this lady's character. 
Kind of like like, but that to me like wasn't super. So some of the reviews are like a narcissist pitted against a narcissist, an emotional predator, and I'm like, I didn't. It didn't. And then other reviews describe it as like very restrained, which is what I think it was like. I don't know, like, I didn't really get the sense that Natalie Portman's character was really a narcissist. I don't know. I guess, so there, the soundtrack is definitely, like, the soundtrack to a thriller. Um, So you keep expecting, like, something, like, the other shoe to drop and, like, someone's gonna die. Or, you know, you know what I mean? Like, it just looks like it seemed really high stakes. So, like, at, early on in the movie, the this is very, like, first 20 minutes probably um julianne moore and her and the actor who plays her husband are getting ready for a barbecue and then there's kind of like a pause in dialogue julianne moore is standing in front of her fridge and then there's the like the thriller soundtrack like thriller in terms of genre not the song but like you know so like tension builds tension builds and then she goes i don't think we're gonna have enough hot dogs which is not a crisis. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I mean. Like the movie was so weird, Mike. Like I'm like, yeah. is it comedy? Like, are they? Is this like a black comedy? Like sometimes the dialogue was so weird, and like, and I've seen some reviews say like this is high camp. This is like high melodrama. So I really don't. I don't know. Like the movie definitely like interested me enough that I watched it to the end, and like. I found the performances like pretty interesting. I typically don't like Natalie Portman and try to avoid her. I don't think she's as great of an actress as people think she is. And I often can't get over the fact that I'm watching Natalie Portman, which is kind of my critique of Scarlett Johansson. Like when I watch these two actresses, I'm hyper aware that I'm watching Natalie Portman and watching Scarlett Johansson. Like I Interesting. I don't think they inhabit they don't disappear into characters, I guess is my mm. major critique of them. I just don't think they're skilled enough to do so. I thought Natalie Portman was okay in this movie, better than I've seen her act before. Um, Julianne Moore was great. Uh, everyone is raving about this. Um, ooh, I missed his name again. Charlie Melton, who was on Riverdale, I think. Um, so he's kind of like a, I guess you would call more like a teen actor, even though he's 32, but has been playing teens for a little while. Uh, um, he was on American Horror Story, Glee, Riverdale, American Horror Stories. So he's kind of like a, he's done some TV. He has a couple, couple movie credits, but I think Riverdale was like the big, yeah, he played it for season two and then he was on season two and then from season three to seven. So I think that's people our age will probably recognize him. Oh my gosh. I'm like, Oh, he's 32. Mike, I'm 32. I just saw, Oh, he was born in 1991. I was born in 1991. (laughs) I just had had a a thing where I'm like, wow, I feel so old. Anyways. (laughs) um, So people are People are saying what I'm seeing online is people like, Oh, everyone's raving about Natalie Portman and Julianne Moore. Really, all of the acting credits or, you know, accolades should be going to Charles Melton. I don't know. I wasn't that blown away by it. (laughs) I thought it was fine. Um, So, like, again, like, this is one of those movies where, like, I feel like I can't trust my gut because my gut is confused and doesn't really know what I saw. And reviews are obviously not 
super accurate either because it's saying like this is one of the best movies of the year but then audiences are like what did i just watch so yeah yeah this is one of those movies where i'm gonna say it's a see it because of the buzz it's getting watch it for yourself it's i i assume that this is gonna get some oscar and golden globes um nominations like like a critical darling even even from your perspective so it's a critical darling and it's something that like even if you don't like it you're saying it's kind of worth seeing to judge for yourself yeah to take a look at so like to me that screams like awards worthy just because like well it's worth it's worth a shot you might not like it but there's a discussion to be had here on whether or not it's good or not yeah and it's like it's weird enough that i was like okay you know like i was interested um see where i was going um but yeah just like weird weird stylistic choices were made and like nothing really happens it's one of those movies Mm -hmm. where you're kind of like wait like i said you're waiting for the other shoe to drop The way it was scored, I thought it was a thriller. I thought it was going to be a thriller. It wasn't. People are kind of saying that it's, you know, like a psychological movie. But I don't know. So anyways, again, it's a see it only because it's so weird. And Mm. I think I would be really surprised if this doesn't get acting nominations because there's so much buzz around it. Right. Right. Weird one. May, December. Yeah. May, December. Sounds like a weird one. There you go. Um, hopefully, I will see a movie that I don't need to desperately talk to you about uh, next week. So yeah, I'll go see. Uh, I don't know. And I don't know. I don't know. What else, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what else is um, coming out this week. I, I mean, because uh, from from when we're recording this, Wonka's still not out, so I won't see that for a bit. So I'll have to see. I'll have to see what else is uh, what else is coming out this yeah. weekend because we're too early for Aquaman and Wonka. <laughs> the the two big movies of the year so we'll see uh thank you everyone for uh listening this week and don't miss our episode next week go see some movies